podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, this is the FBL podcast on Fantasy Football Community. It's probably wise to begin with a brief recap of Game Week 12, which took place a fortnight ago, but feels a lot longer due to November's international break. Uh, many well-known content creators benched Costa Simicast for his 15-point haul. Saka assisted in a 3-1 win over Burnley. And Newcastle lost 2-0 at Bournemouth. With 16 points each, the top scorers were Haaland and Salah. Joining me today is Lewis, a.k.a. FPL Reactions. Now, between captaining Haaland against your beloved Chelsea and then witnessing that 4-4 thriller, but also not owning Salah, that break must have brought some relief for you. Have you caught your breath yet? Not really, no. It's, it, it's 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 just an accumulation of not owning Salah and the injuries that the international break have mustered up for us, isn't it? So, I mean, the average player, average experienced player is probably going into this week thinking, okay, I've got Salah and I've got a couple of flags, whereas I'm going in thinking, right, I've, I've got a couple of flags and I've got a big hole in my team that, that hasn't got Salah. Um yeah, it's, it's interesting when we look ahead, isn't it? The fixtures aren't great, are they? It could be a bit of a nightmare this week. Yeah, that's it. The, the, the fixtures themselves aren't amazing because sort of six of the bigger, better sides are facing off against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got, but it kicks off with uh, Man City Liverpool on Saturday lunchtime. The deadline is 11 a.m. UK time on Saturday. So you got that game, Newcastle Chelsea. So we're we're facing off against each other. Bizarrely, mm. a three pm kickoff, which was a bit of a surprise. I thought mm. the amount of games on TV these days, Newcastle Chelsea isn't. And then Spurs versus Aston Villa as well. So it's yeah, the fixtures on paper for a lot of popular assets don't look good. And then on top of that, yeah, it's the ones that do look good have suddenly got injured. So it looks like Jared Bowen. Uh, unfortunately, might be out for mm. at least a game or so. Although at the time of recording, we've not officially heard that. Matomas sounds hurt as well. I think looking back at my week, it wasn't great. Obviously, just going back to obviously not owning Salah. So I, I got 65 points last week, which obviously wasn't great because I fell from 620k to 840k. And I, I'm putting that mainly down to Salah. I didn't expect him to go so big last week and obviously I have Darwin and he, he got an assist. Darwin seems to be ticking away at the moment, but he's certainly not covering Salah. Salah's, Salah's hit a, a, a kind of, I say different, I was going to say different level, but he just seems to hit the level he usually hits every single season. So, and I'm at a point now where yes, we'll cover my um, plans moving forward, but I'm at a point now where I've, I, I, I'm looking at my team and, and the options available and thinking, do I need, would I need the money, you know, not owning Salah anyway, because there aren't that many good, more expensive options elsewhere. In fact, some of them, some of the appeal of these type of options, you know, like Son, um, you know, you could even have Bruno Fernandes, you can add the likes of Watkins potentially as well. And obviously the injury to Madison, um, he was quite, you know, he, I think he was around 8 million. So, you know, he's around mid price. So yeah, it wasn't a good week for me in general, to be honest. And I, I benched. I was one of the Simicast benches, and I brought in Mitchell 
I use one of my transfers. Well, I use my only transfer to bring in Mitchell, who got one point, and then obviously Simicas was my first sub, and he got 15 points. I mean, I really didn't expect him to get two assists and a clean sheet, but I suppose not many did, right? Yeah, well, I'm another one. I'm another one. I, I sort of, you know, was writing in the in the days beforehand. We don't even know if he's going to start, but if he does, um, you know, Brentford is surely going to, quite confident that Mbumo was going to score and, and it was the complete opposite yeah. uh, 15 points and similarly I bought a player in this case Jamal Lascelles and then specifically started o- him over Simakas so to watch Lascelles get zero Simakas mm-hmm. get 15 kind of hurt I, I don't want to complain too much because I did have a decent rise this say a good rise Um, it sort of made up for the big drop from game week 11 so Went up from 992k to 615k. Oh, so, that, so you had me now. You've edged me. So that is. You yeah, hammered me last week. Yeah, well, I mean, th- that comes to another thing about Salah in a bit, really, in terms of yeah. as much as it hurt this week, since we both wildcarded, the difference isn't that big. So there was definitely theory to it. But uh, I sort of can't stop thinking about Simicat. Like, it's a glass half full situation. Like some people would look at that rise and say solid week. And then I'm looking at it going, if I started Simicast over Lascelles, it would be 310k and it would it'd be amazing. So that just tells you've you. Actually, that... You've actually checked what his points would have, yeah. <laughs> would have done for you. Yeah, yeah. I've looked in mini leagues to see. Um, no, we definitely shouldn't do that. <laughs> looked at people 15 points higher, looked at their rank. And yeah, we're talking 300 Early three hundreds, so uh, what a killer! That tells you the type of person I am as a as a manager. So uh, owning the, I don't want to rub it in too much, but owning the week's two top scorers is quite rare, especially captain in one of them. Like it's not often you sort of captain a player, yeah, and they are the week's top scorer. That's that's like a nice feeling. It it sort of it sort of warms the insides a bit. And Bone Bone was being ticking away, doing a great job. Mm. About that, but I think what really helped me was having a Dingra as the differential. Ah, yeah, you had him over my Matoma, right? Yeah, yeah, and I was really sort of not that confident. And uh, but then the team news came out, and then all of a sudden it, it came back again. He scored really early on, so it's that great feeling of knowing your sort of two percent differential has scored after six minutes, and it's it can only be good from here. Uh, he, he kept it at that, but can't really complain. Uh, that that, that Ingra seems to be doing really well at the moment, doesn't he? I know he got a couple of goals. I think he got a goal in Europe, didn't he? Before his goal on the well, in the in the most recent round. But I ju- I just think now he he looks like he's going to be playing every game for Brighton, doesn't he? And 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 he looks like he's in good form as well. So you know what you thought was a bad pick is is <laughs> seems to be suddenly a good pick. Again. Well, I don't know if um consistent pick for Brighton is, actually exists the way the Zerbi rotates, but right now, sort of the injuries have maybe forced it a bit. And yeah, I'd be pretty confident of a Dingo starting again this week, um, away in Nottingham Forest. Uh, perhaps by the Christmas period, he's, the plan's probably to move him out for Palmer soon anyway. But uh, yeah. But if he does go out, it's sort of with his head held high. So thank you, Simon, for that. Um, yeah, so that's that's sort of been 
game week 12, it, it was sort of a different type of chaos to game week 11. And now we've had a couple of weeks to to sort of watch, observe, get nervous about players limping and flagging. And mm. Haaland sort of was withdrawn after Norway's first game, but he's not going to be in any danger with it being Liverpool, is he? It's not looking good though, is it? You know, we, we have this international break. We're all looking forward to, we're all look well, most of us are looking forward to the return of, of FPL. And we kind of have these tough fixtures. And on top of that, a load of flags as well. So, I, you know, it, it's hard to be enthusiastic about the next game week, although obviously really glad the football is back. But, you know, looking at the fixtures and the flags, it's it's going to be a tough one to navigate, isn't it? It's going to be interesting. And it definitely feels like maybe one of the lowest scoring weeks for the uh, the top players, but we'll see. Yeah, I've experienced enough to know that every time the fixtures look amazing, it goes badly. And the ones you don't expect tend to go all right sometimes. So it could be anything. It really could. I mean, what's your plan with... Are, are, are you giving up on the no Salah commitment? What, what's your... <sighs> Lander. I think I'm giving up on FPL this week, Mark, <laughs> to be honest. Well, we've just, so my current setup is, is Ariola in goal against Bernie. He's, you know, that's fine. We've also got Cash. I've got Cash against Tottenham, which isn't ideal, but he did train. Um, as I, I saw a post saying he did train from a decent source. I've then got Trippier <clears throat> against Chelsea. I'm not sure what I, how I feel about that because obviously Chelsea seem to be play better in 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 these big games don't they so Trippier's at the back and then completing the back three is is Tyreek Mitchell and again you know Crystal Palace you know the joint top for clean sheets with five which is good but you just never know do you they've got Luton away so you'd class that as a good fixture um I've also got Bowen in midfield who is flagged he probably won't play again he would be playing Burnley which you know on paper is a fantastic fixture and probably one of my only players with a good fixture this week. So he's an issue. I've got Son. He's against Aston Villa. Aston Villa are conceding goals, but again, it's a tight game, isn't it? It's, it's one of those games you kind of don't know what to expect. Um, I've also got Saka. He feels like one of the only players, again, with a good fixture, but Brentford away, is that a good fixture? And we also know that Arsenal aren't as good away as they are at home, and that's the same as Saka's output. So we could see potentially a blank from Saka this week. And then I've got completing the four-man midfield, I've got Matoma, who is also flagged. Um, he's yeah. got Nottingham Forest. He would have Nottingham Forest. So, you know, him being out is, is again, adding to the the list of, of nightmares I have going into game week 13. Up front is Darwin against Man City away. Now, that's not ideal at all either. Yes, the game usually tends to bring a lot of goals, but you know Darwin did play 75 minutes in South America recently. We don't know. It's tough to see whether he's going to start. And even if he does start, he's playing Man City. I've got Haaland. Again, Haaland, we know, you know, he's fine, isn't he? He, scores, he can score against anyone, including Liverpool. And Watkins away at Tottenham, which again, <laughs> it's just not good. My bench is even worse. I've got Lamptey, uh, second sub, Chuck Wormaker, third sub, who is completely injured at the moment. My first sub is Simicas against Man City away. So, yeah, I'm just looking at my team, potentially considering a hit, but then 
you know, we, we have to consider if if Bowen is is out for just one match, we're probably going to want him back in the, in the following week, aren't we? So, although originally, and I did message you about this, you know, about potentially bringing in Salah, those that seems to have um, that that plan seems to have gone up in flames now because of all the flags that I've got at the moment. Um, and again, it, you know, it's Salah against Man City. I could probably wait one more week, or could I? You know, he could he could continue that form against Man City. So we just don't know, do we? It's yeah. He's 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 the first player to reach a hundred points this season. And apparently it's his second best points total by by this point, by game week 12. Um, and we know how you know, how good he always is. So for this to be a second best sort of emphasizes how brilliant he's been so far. So yeah, even even Man City away isn't an intimidating fixture for Salah. The thing is with Salah as well, is that he's he's a 90 minutes player, isn't he? He will play every single game and we're going into a busy busy crisp yes he's 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 he goes away to afcon with egypt in january but through this christmas period you can you you can bet that he'll play every single game and probably 90 minutes in most and he also has fulham and sheffield united after man city so i think i need to be really really careful with um with my transfers this week and and and, and maybe just accept an l this week and 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 try and come back uh, with the period after, after that, yeah, it's a tough, since we both wild carded, I've, I've counted this as well. Since we both wild carded for game week eight, uh, I've I've gone with Salah. You haven't gone with Salah. It's three hundred and twenty-two points for me, three hundred and five for you. So it's it's a seventeen-point difference. So I over over five game weeks. That's not that's fairly close-ish. So th- there was definitely logic to your decision and. You know, a lot of the weeks where Salah has hit for everyone else, you've had Trippier hit, and a lot of people can't afford Trippier and Salah and Haaland, all that lot. So yeah, it, it sort of kept your head above water without him. Just about. <laughs> about. Just, I mean, I'm quite happy that I've got Darwin Nunes. I really like Darwin Nunes, and he's he's someone he he again. If I wild carded with Salah, he's he's a player that I wouldn't have. So going into the the, the fixtures after Man City with Darwin Nunes, you know, it, it feels nice. I can I, I can keep him, and and I can look to kind of move players on, um, potentially even Son. Obviously, Son's going to be a huge topic soon, isn't he? Yeah, he's 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 blanked into successive games and his underlying stats aren't particularly great from those. So it's it's to suggest that he might be suffering without Madison, but uh with so many fires seemingly to put out at the moment. It's uh I was reading the stat about Aston Villa, like because Spurs and Villa both play with high defensive lines, mm. and Aston Villa have by far caught their opponents offside the most. Spurs are second, actually, in that, but it's 58 for Villa. 58 times they've um, caught their opposition striker or whatever offside. Mm. So even though there is potential there for Sun, if he times it right to sort of get a few attempts at being through on goal there, he is against a defence that's almost mastered the offside trap a bit. So that I really don't know how that's going to go in that match. You know, if he scores against Villa all of a sudden, 
he's a good asset again. But if something has to make way for Salah eventually, yeah, that's it's either him or of a big trippier downgrade, really, isn't it? They're sort of the two routes to do it. Well, that's it. There's there's a there's a I'm looking at a few. I'm looking at several different um, ways to bring in Salah, and I'm just looking at the team, looking at the players that will release some funds now. I've I've got around two, I think I've got around two point three million in the bank. So I would need to make another further adjustment to get um to get salary in, which could, you know, it could be the likes of my cash. I don't need kind of loads of funds. I don't need to be looking at, you know, removing um Nunes or Trippy or anyone like that. But when you kind of look at those three players and think, okay, it's gonna have to be you know, Trippier Trippier's son or Darwin. I think Trippier is is going to be a really good option long term, and I think a lot of people are going to eventually want him in because yes, Newcastle have got Chelsea and United next, but they've also got Evan Fulham and Evan Fulham, Luton, and Nottingham Forest in the next seven. So, and then you look at you look at um, Darwin Nunes, who oh, yeah, he's doing that thing where he gets loads and loads of big chances and doesn't score, but eventually, you know, that he's got he's going to come good, or at least he feels like that, and he you know he's ticking away with assists, so he is he is returning points. And the Liverpool fixtures are, too, you know, they they are really good. They're too good to ignore after after Liverpool. You know, Fulham, Sheffield United, Crystal Palace, even Man United, at Anfield. So, I think looking at it and 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 by kind of like process of elimination, you know, I have to start looking at Son. Yes, he's got Aston Villa and the, you know the all the stuff about the high line. I'm happy to play Son this week. But then he plays Man City and Newcastle in the next three. And I'm not 100% sure he's going to do well, especially without Madison. Now, Madison, obviously, massive creator in the team. I think he was, last time I checked, he was around the top five or six players for, you know, non-panelly expected goal involvement. So he's a massive loss. He's a massive miss. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like eventually... Salah is going to have to come in. It's going to have to be soon as well. It is, it's going to have to be against Fulham after uh, after Manchester City. So, again, just going back to my what I said earlier then, in the fact that I've got, I'm going to have to be really, really careful with with how I navigate um, the period ahead with transfers now. Absolutely. Well, Darwin and his sort of minutes uncertainty is kind of a good segue into the next point, which is... I wrote an article for FF Scout this week on sort of nailed on outfielders because, you know, yeah. December is chaotic. We've got seven game weeks in December. And one thing that's going to keep us warm during that time is having reliable players who who aren't, we don't think, are going to be rotated. You know, they, they can offer solidity and things. So the article basically looked at players who have started every available match um, so it doesn't have to be all 12. You know, some people might have been injured or suspended, but started every match available and usually last the whole 90 minutes and sort of never get subbed on sort of thing. So, yeah. So, and unsurprisingly, more defenders are meeting this criteria than midfielders and forwards because the five subs per match often removes attackers quite early for some fresh legs. But mm. the the only midfielders to have played every single minute are Mbumo and Bruno Fernandes. And I can imagine. Yeah, 
I, they would be, if I had to guess, they would be in like the top five with maybe Salah. Absolutely. And Bowen was very close, uh, but but then he's, uh, you, you could put him up there. I think he only had one late substitution, but obviously we're waiting on potential problem there with, with fluid on his knee. And yeah. also Pedro Neto was the same pre-injury as well, but essentially the Mbumo and Fernandez don't even get the late subs. So during these uh, chaotic December weeks. And I think Mbumo's already going to be one of the most popular purchases anyway with his form and his fixtures. But it won't be a surprise to see Matoma sellers and Bowen sellers go straight to him, even if it's Arsenal this week. Uh, that That's fine. Uh, he's sort of a nailed-on talisman as well. Um, the closest forward we have to that is Solanke. Started all 12, subbed off only twice. That was quite late on. Watkins was nearby. So you sort of got four players there who, as transfer targets, could be really useful over over December because their managers just aren't going to rotate them. Um, yeah, 100%. I really like um, the Solanke pick as well because the fixtures are so good if you look at the Bournemouth uh, schedule. You know, Sheffield United, Villa... Crystal Palace, Man United, Luton, Forest, Fulham, you know, that's all the way out to Boxing Day. So I think if you, you know, if you, if you are looking for, um, for a strike, it's difficult for me because I've got kind of Darwin Nunes, Watkins and Haaland. But if I decide to sell one of them, um, then I, then Solanke, Solanke feels like a, you know, an easy switch. Yeah, it does. And in fact, some of the other names of interest, Musa Diaby has started all Villa games, but he's been subbed off nine times. Like He's been one of the most subbed off players and he, he sort of only occasionally reaches 80 minutes. So it depends what you want from him. Like He is going to be reliable for starts, but he's he's always going to get that early removal. Uh, we know, sort of know about the Darwin Nunes uncertainty. Gabriel, oh man, what a, what a problem he's been, the Arsenal centre-back this season. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's that's going to happen again. I think we know at some point, isn't it? Um, I suppose this is this is this is going this takes us back to the to Son in a sense because you'd imagine he would play every game, right? Yeah, I mean, you might get the the, the sub the sub off, you might get removed a bit, but you know, he's going to get the majority of minutes on on every occasion. Um, it's one of those, isn't it? You, you you're trying to you're trying to build your team as best as you can and 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 make transfers towards you know ninety minutes players, but then you look at the schedule for some of these players, like you know Ollie Watkins, for example. We can use Son as well, but Ollie Watkins, he he has quite a rough schedule coming up. You know, he's 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 got Tottenham away. Okay, he's got Bournemouth, but then he's got Manchester City. Um, and and Arsenal, so mm-hmm. you know it's it's one of the okay. We're, we're pro- a lot of people are probably likely to leave Watkins in because Aston Villa look great, don't they? And they, they Watkins seems to be ticking ticking on by. But just an example, you know, trying to trying to work out which players to take out to bring in. It's uh, it's going to be difficult for for some managers as well because we also have to take into account the blank game week that's coming up as well. So there's a lot to there's a lot to factor in um, with our decisions moving forward with transfers. I think that's what makes me hesitant about Mbumo a bit because yeah. I know that in about four or five weeks' time, 
he's going to blank. And then shortly after the blank, he'll be off to AFCON, most likely. And I think Salah and Son, because there's the Asian games as well. So once once January comes around, all of a sudden there's at least three players there who's going to be not around for a bit. And the transfers are so precious that you sort of don't want to sort of buy someone already planning their route out. But it's kind of hard to resist Mbumo for various reasons right now. So uh, that's, uh, what, do you, what do you think about... From your perspective, um, from Chelsea's perspective, Cole Palmer, he, he started the last seven. How, over these December game weeks, do you think he is likely to start all seven, especially when Nkunku's back, or will we start to maybe see um, his minutes being managed? It's a difficult one um, because Cole Palmer is he's basically the Chelsea talisman at the moment. You know, he he's the penalty taker, which is important to have. It's important to have your main, your main penalty taker on because you obviously you need to score him. And, and Palmer is that. Um, but he's also our best player. I think he's, I think he's ranked second in the last six game weeks for non-penalty XG expect goal involvement amongst all Chelsea attackers, which again, it just shows how important he is for Chelsea and the Chelsea attack at the moment. Now, the, the obviously the return of Nkunku is going to cause a lot of doubt um, along, uh, you know, amongst fans. And right, so I mean, Nkunku during the summer he played a lot of different positions. He played as a strike, he played as number ten, he played on the left. Um, and I think Poch liked starting him on the left, which would mean Sterling coming away from the left. So it's all it's all guesswork at the moment. Um, but I, I, I think I'd ex- because of the size of the Chelsea squad, you p- would probably expect rotation. Hmm. And it could come, you know, against the lesser teams, the likes of Everton in game week 16, um, Sheffield United in game week 17. You know, it, it could come, you know, along those, along those um, weaker fixtures. And, you know, Ch- Chelsea's schedule is tough, isn't it? On, on, if you're looking at the schedule, we've got Newcastle away next, Brighton at home, and Manchester United away. Now, for me, I would, I, I, I probably assume that she, uh, Cole Palmer's going to start all of those games, just because of his importance at the moment. But after that, you know, it, it's hard to say with 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 easier fixtures coming, come where how his minutes will will be. Um, and like you said, with Nkunku coming back, I don't think Nkunku is going to take penalties off Palmer. I think it's worth mentioning that. Um, and he might not necessarily take any minutes off Palmer either, because if he's kind of playing, on, he, he could play on the left instead of Sterling. Um, he could also play as a number 10. He could replace uh, one of the central midfielders and kind of change the setup. He could also play ahead of Jackson up front. And, you know, Jackson, okay, he's scored some goals against big teams, but. You know, overall, he's not been great as he's missed a lot of big chances. So there's there's a there's even a good chance that um, Jackson and Nkunku are rotated. So it's all it's all guesswork at the moment. But in terms of Palmer, I, I still think he's a good option to bring in, and I, I and I think he'll if he doesn't start a game, it might only be one, and he'll still probably feature. Yeah, that's it. that's interesting to know them because when looking at. The the talismans. I found out online that the plural of talisman is not talisman, it's talismans. Um talismans. Talismans, yeah. Um of each team. There's a there's a graphic 
I don't know if you've seen it from FPL under the radar. Um, no. And it shows, it has each club's XG and then it sort of shows graphically how how much of a proportion of each club's XG is dominated by certain players. So there are teams like, there are some teams like Man City, Brentford, Bournemouth and Aston Villa where in conclusion, if they score, it's very likely that it's Haaland and Boom or Solanke or Watkins. But there's other teams like Arsenal and, and Brighton and Newcastle where it, it really is spread out a bit. So, yeah. you know, if, if you're checking the live scores on your phone and you've, you've seen, oh, um, Aston Villa have scored, you can be pretty confident before you press the button that, that, that Watkins is going to be involved in some way. But if it's Arsenal and you're a Saka owner, it could, yeah. it could be it could be so many people. It could be Martinelli, Odegaard, Rice, and and it's that sort of again something throughout December. You want players who are going to give you fewer stresses about rotation, and you want players who are pretty much always around their team's goals. Hundred percent. And I think if you a lot of people, a lot of managers might be listening to this and thinking, yeah, but it's only the twenty second of November. But if you think about it. it you know, we've already seen that there's what seven or eight game weeks in the in the next five to six weeks, and we've already got a lot of flags. So, and we've got really limited amount of transfers as well. You know, we, we haven't got many transfers. We get one a week, and we we're probably already inundated by flags. So, it's just it kind of just highlights the fact that you need to be really careful with 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 transfers and and who you're bringing in um, moving forward. Totally. So, like in conclusion, well, also by the way. Do you want to guess which team has had in that article on Scout, which team has had the fewest reliable regulars? Do you want to guess the team? In terms of personnel? Yeah, the fewest players that sort of you can rely on to start matches and get 90 minutes. It's got to be Brighton, surely. It's Brighton, yeah. Yeah. We only had Dunk and Gross. Dunk's injured, by the way, as well. So, <laughs> so as part of the conclusion, maybe avoid Brighton assets and focus on sort of trusted talismans and squad depth as well. You know, maybe if if Palmer Palmer is so cheap as the fifth midfielder that maybe there could be a budget there for a decent third striker as well. Um so to sort of help out during those months, but just be prepared for more simicast sort of situations that we've just seen there. Yeah, hundred percent. So for I guess your game week plans for game week thirteen, you've already sort of touched on that quite a bit it's it's going to be depending on what we hear about born in Matoma isn't it so if if they're out I think, personally I think Matoma has to go and um there's a couple of there's there's two or three options that I could go with and Bumo is is obviously number one now he's the, the issue is with with Mbumo is is the Arsenal game, isn't it? It's it's if you're looking to improve your overall squad for the week ahead, then Mbumo probably isn't um isn't the uh, isn't the pick. But if you're looking to improve it long term and for the for the coming weeks and stuff, then Mbumo feels like the right option, doesn't he? Um, you could also you could also add Cole Palmer into the mix. You've already mentioned Cole Palmer. Um, he obviously saves a bit of money. He's he's going to be playing every game for Chelsea, or at least we think, or most of them. He's on penalties, and Chelsea will also play better against the tougher opponents. So 
he feels like a, a good option. And my third kind of consideration was obviously, obviously Eze, who's been doing the mills at the moment in the community. And I think that's partly due to the fact that he's, he's bugged to uh, back-to-back returns now since, he, since he's come back and Crystal Palace do look, you know, they look a lot better. Eze's likely to play a lot of game time for Crystal Palace, but just not keen on the Crystal Palace fixtures long-term. Okay, they've got Luton next, West Ham and Bournemouth, but then they've got Liverpool, Man City, Brighton and Chelsea. So if you're building for December, is Eze going to be someone that you want in your team long-term? And to answer that, maybe not. So maybe I've kind of eliminated him from my thought process um, in terms of transfers this week. But yeah. I think Matoma has to go. He's not going to start. You know, you've already mentioned that the, the, all the rotation between the Brighton attackers, and that's only going to get worse during during the winter period. So, yeah, I think Matoma has to go, and it's likely going to have to be Mbuma or Cole Palmer, depending on my plan to bring Salah in. And as for captain, I was going to suggest: is it, is there a safe option this week, or is this is this the week to go? Create uh, more Maverick, really, but the, the fixtures aren't even bringing up Maverick choices, are there? Well, are you giving it to Haaland or someone else? Well, this is the thing because Bowen would have been a nice option for captaincy this week, wouldn't he? You know, if you were looking yeah. to go different, <laughs> thing um, exactly and, the same. and obviously he's injured, so there's only there's only really the likes of Saka and Son, and 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 they're not exactly convincing they feel like punts if you, obviously they're great picks you know great options um for for the game we had i'd say even with tougher fixtures but i just i just feel like captaincy is huge isn't it you know we, we're going to be relying on captaincy especially with salah and Haaland going head to head it seems over the over the period had so yeah for me it's it's going to have to be Haaland um against against liverpool i just feel that he's back He's back, isn't he? You know, he's back to his best. And Manchester City are at home as well, which is which is a bonus because man, you know, we we know how good Man City are at home. They they are a stronger side at home. We've seen that they score more goals, concede less. They're just better overall. Um, and I think if 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 it was the other way around, if if it was Liverpool at home at Anfield, then potentially Salah would edge Haaland. But I think it it has to be Haaland this week for me. Yeah, same here. Um, more as a as a safety move, really. I think that there are some weeks where if if nobody's really standing out, then it just might maybe for rank purposes, maybe just be better going with the safer option. Because for me, it would have been Bowen perhaps, but uh, no, it's it's Harlan Captain. As for transfers for me, going into the break, I think the plan was to maybe fix the defense a bit because. I'm worried about Gabriel, you know, but it feels like upgrading him to another Arsenal would be, I think moving him to Saliba is far too luxurious. Mm. Thinking about right now, Gabriel to Saliba. Uh, Simicast is apparently popular again, so it's, it's kind of hard to keep up with that trend. Um, Lascelles, probably, he probably was a bad transfer now that we hear that Botman is possibly, emphasis on the word possibly, um, on the verge of coming back and hopefully surgery isn't needed. So again, that's one that might need rectifying soon. But I think for this week, because of Bowen, 
assuming he is out, it's probably going to be a half to him that goes either for Mbumo or Palmer. Palmer was probably going to happen next week anyway, so it, it would just be bringing that up a week. But part of the situation is I'm one of those managers who's three five two, and Archer is the is the bench fodder usually. But this week, Archer is at home to Bournemouth, and it's probably one of the only two or three times this season where you could actively think about starting Archer. Um, I mean, he's coming up against a really dodgy Bournemouth defense. So, I think if you if you are struggling this week. I personally don't have Archer, but if I did and I was struggling, I would happily play him this week. Right before before um, Bowen's injury, I was really considering starting Archer over Adingra. But if Bowen is hurt, could easily just wait on the Bowen transfer for another week, play Adingra and Archer three four three. So uh, for me, it's it's probably going to go quite close uh, to the deadline because I really want to hear how bad it is with Bowen. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it could either be in Bumo because Brentford have, I think, from game week 14, it's Luton, Brighton, Sheffield United. It's going to be hard to resist that. Um, but then Archer is genuinely playable this week, so it's going to be one of those with Haaland captain. In terms of differentials, um, I've pulled it back to 3 2, Lewis. Have you 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 beat me in that as well? Yeah, I mean you you're still ahead. You're still three two up. Just gonna emphasize that. But uh, last week you picked Anthony Gordon. Um, you got two points, and Odson Edward scored for Palace, so six points. Oh, he did. He did. So it's three nil was a very dangerous scoreline. Apparently, um, it's now back to three two. <laughs> so this is your chance to uh. Re-establish a two-goal lead. Who who have you gone for? Yeah, so this week is there's a quite a few this week actually. I really like the look of um, a lot of differentials this week, and but I have chose to back Solanke this week um, against Sheffield United, who still are for me the the team to target. You know, the, the, they're still conceding some really really bad underlying defensive data I just think Solanke yes he got a brace against Newcastle but I think mo- most of the reason why I, I am picking Solanke this week is, is just just down to Sheffield United and how bad they are now I know we've seen improvements with them lately but I just think again with the confidence that Solanke is going to have coming into the game you know he's obviously on penalties he's, he's kind of the focal point of the attack as well I do fancy Solanke to, to, uh, to do well this week so I'm going to back Solanke Right, that's a, finally we've had one where we both picked the same guy. So what I'm going <laughs> to do is, um, well, you know what? Initial thought was Edward versus Luton, but I'm worried that I'm getting close to a restraining order being issued from Edward because I tend to give him. <laughs> already, I tend to give him far too much. <laughs> uh, so to prevent that restraining order, it was going to be Sal Salanki. But, you know, screw that. I'm going Edward again. Why not? He's still under 10%. He's still a differential. So, and so is Eze, actually. I was um, I was very kind of on the fence about whether to go with Eze or Solanke this week. Yeah, Palace as a whole. It's, it's interesting that Edward 
is back amongst the goals as soon as as they came back, and yeah. Alise is back as well. So mm. them as a team, you know, if if he's the the front man with that behind him, it's he could genuinely be an interesting option. And as I say, like if if you want the security of squad depth over over Christmas or whatever, um, and Palmer can be a cheap fifth mid. Edward could be a cheap third striker. Um, I know money yeah. could be tight for some people, but if you know it's it's either it's either a six point five fifth midfielder or a, or spreading that money between that and a third forward and Edward, yeah, without wanting to uh, big him up too much, as a six, it might be used in court one day. Um, he is a strong option. Palace. I know what you're saying about their fixtures. You are kind of right. They're not. You know, over December, they're not that impressive, but uh, really, really rate Eze and Olise. So, yeah, yeah. Solanke versus Edward this week, the Chief Strikers. So, to finish with, we've asked the FF, the Fancy Football community on Twitter to send us some questions ahead of game week 13. So, one of them is from Aditya Bansal. Is is Thomas Suchek a good option, especially with Bowen's injury? How does that how does that influence Suchek as an option? I'm not entirely keen on Suchek, to be honest. I think if I was going to, I think if 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 Bowen's out, I think there's also rumours that Kudus is out as well, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just I just think West Ham as a as a, as an attack will will really lose a lot. With those, um, with those being out, and also, yeah, and Antonio Kudus and Bowen being out, I just, not, I'm just not keen on on West Ham at all. Even with the fixtures, I think, yeah, Suchak is likely to play ninety minutes. He's a ninety minute man. You know, he, he's going to be playing the majority of the fixtures. He's really probably good. He's pretty good in in terms of set pieces as well. But yeah, I, I think I would look elsewhere. Um, I just don't see that much um, that much potential with Suchak long-term. I wonder if it might open up a, a regular spot for Ben Rama, maybe, because you know, if they're running out yeah, of individuals. And Danny Ings never gets to play, maybe this, because the, the, the alternative for Antonio up front probably would have been Bowen, but if they're both out, then it, it could be Ings time. Um, But yeah, someone like Ben Rama, there's a few interesting West Ham options. You've got Ward Prowse of his assists and stuff but he costs a bit more than Suchek and you have a question from Sidashian FPL he's sort of it's an A or B question here is it best to sell Matoma to Eze or Alvarez to Solanke or even both for a four point hit uh, yeah I think I would I would probably I I probably prefer and side with Salim Alvarez to Solanke you know we've 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 talked about as a we've you know we he is great he's he's going to play ninety minutes but he does have a tough fixture um a schedule in in December whereas Bournemouth have really really good fixtures Solanke is also a ninety minute man so I think and and we know that Alvarez is 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 a major risk in terms of rotation so I think I would just go for the Alvarez to Solanke move personally. Yeah, that that seems that seems fair. Um, he, he does keep he, he does tend to get the Champions League benchings, Alvarez, which is good for his league football. But 
eventually i can't remember when de bruyne is back is it december or january uh but yeah it's soon it's soon yeah eventually that rotation's coming yeah uh, at some point over december because it just it just has to so yeah i really like i know if, if you had a drinking game on the word solanke being mentioned you'd be pretty drunk right now but he's a good he's a good player good asset right now although you know it's a shame to be getting on with after his brace against newcastle i guess two weeks ago would have been the time to jump on him but yeah i think with, with solanke if if the fixtures weren't there and he just scored a brace then then I, I i just wouldn't be keen but you know we have to take into account how how harsh the uh, the schedule can be in, in near christmas and 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 just in in and their good fixtures in general um for in the good fixtures in general for Bournemouth they have some they have really really good fixtures up until late december hmm. even then it's a good, you know it's it's tottenham and and, and west ham and liverpool so i, I just I feel like he's a good transfer in Solanke. Yeah, and Iriola's job isn't secure enough that he can suddenly start rotating his main striker. So you, you know what you're going to get with him. Yeah. Well, that's a, a good place to wrap things up. It's been a pleasure to have you on this pod, Lewis. Thanks for your expertise, as always. Please make sure to check out FF Community's website, which embraces everything about the world of fantasy football, including games for the Premier League, Champions League, MLS, and several European leagues. Also, try and give us a follow on Twitter at ffcommunity underscore. And we hope you join us next time. Thank you for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.